This is Listen Up, Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents. And now, here's your host, Victoria Ray Henderson. I'm very excited to have my associate and friend, Rona Fishman, as a guest today. Rona is the owner and principal broker of Four Buyers Real Estate in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Rona, welcome to Listen Up, Home Buyers. Hi, Victoria. Hi, hi everybody listening. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Rona, tell me why you became an exclusive buyer's agent, or I guess in your case, an exclusive buyer broker and became a member of the National Association of Exclusive Buyer Agents. Um, well, it was progression, but it was a very quick progression. Mm -hmm. um, I became an agent because I had been a teacher and a counselor. Mm -hmm. And therefore, what I was good at was helping people take a body of information and use it to enhance their lives. Right. And eventually, in 1990 and 1991, there was a recession in Massachusetts. There was a 10% cut in human services, and I was booted out. Oh. And I was like, what am I going to do next? Right. And I ran into a fellow who was running a small real estate company that specialized in disabled people's housing. So... I could read, I could sight read Braille. I could use a slate and stylus and write in Braille. I know American Sign Language fairly well. I'm not an interpreter, but close. Mm -hmm. um, I know how to look at a house and say, this is what it's going to need to adapt for a wheelchair. Um, things like that, I already knew. Wow. So we were a good match in Massachusetts until 2006. Uh -huh. um, if you were a real estate agent, you worked for the seller unless you signed off as a buyer's agent. It, okay. It's a disclosure, it was intended, and the, the rate of people who actually got that thing signed was mm -hmm. really bad until it started to get enforced. I was working with a couple. Um, she liked modern and he liked classic. And I'm in New England. We walked into a house that had, oh my God, it, the minute I walked in, it was a riot because the living room, dining room were classic. They looked like Jane Austen would be sitting in it. Awesome. Um, and then you turn the corner and there was a sleek modern kitchen with a laundry room and a bathroom. And they were like, this is the only house in the Commonwealth we're ever going to be able to live in together. Yeah. And sounded perfect. I'm a seller's subagent. My yeah. license depends on me getting the highest price for the seller. Right. This house had been on the market for like eight or nine weeks. Yeah. And nobody was buying it at the price that it was at. Yeah. And I walked in with this offer that was at least $15,000 more than they should have been paying for it. Right. And I was like, I, that I put in the offer, I got it, got it through purchase and sales, which is our second contract. Mm -hmm. And I got it to closing. And I said to the, my broker at the time, if I have to do this again, I'm going back to teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that and, doesn't sound like you, the you, I know <laughs> it, it, it's, it's functionally dishonest, at least I felt like it was functionally sure. dishonest. I agree with you. Here, here yeah. were people who who trusted me as a human, yeah. even though I told them in writing mm -hmm. that anything they say You're going goes to... back to the seller. I mm -hmm. mean, that's what the agency disclosure says. Right. So anyway, I was not going to stay a seller's agent. Mm -hmm. I had two listings in that first six months. And I didn't enjoy doing the marketing and trying to get people excited about a thing. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It, it's not me. So yeah. a piece of it is it's not me. A piece of it, it didn't match what I thought was important. 
-hmm. And what I thought was important was taking people into my car, driving Mm -hmm. them around and helping them make a a huge financial commitment to something that's going to house their lives. Right. Right. I get to walk down the street. Literally, there's this apartment building right near the branch library in my town. Mm-hmm. That is like this nasty little start your life kind of apartment building. Sure. And I moved like four households out of there. That's And awesome. every time I go to the library, I look up and I'm like, I did something. <laughs> something good. Those people don't live there anymore. Right. right. That's wonderful. No. And it, it's like, I've got all these um, touch points all over my world because yeah. I, I where I live. So yeah. it it's really great. And I bump into people on the street and things like that. So it absolutely suits me. Yeah. I like what you said. I I I I like that you said um I didn't want to to be selling a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um you want to help people. And and at the core, I think that really is the difference between an exclusive buyer's agent and a traditional agent. Something, something about helping people is at the core of exclusive buyer agency. And Absolutely. It and resonated with core? me as well. And what what's at the core of the listing business is marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's turning the house into the most desirable thing. Right. You know, right. it's like the people who take pictures from 10 years ago and put them on Tinder. <laughs> I wouldn't know about you know, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit beyond that also, but I know that, pe- that, that there's all kinds of jokes about yeah. what people yeah. look like on Tinder and what people really look like. Right, right. That's fine. And, and listing sheets are a good bit like that, but the marketing stuff did not appeal to me. And teaching people how to read through the marketing mm-hmm. is an intellectual exercise that I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you there as well. Like that. Because, you know, yeah. if it says charming or cozy, it means it's about you know, seven hundred <laughs> square feet. Small, 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 <laughs> small. Like, oh, you know. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So why am I an EBA? Because I hate being a marketer, and I hate developing a relationship with somebody and then negotiating against them. Yeah. So that, that that's that's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then how did how did I find NABA? I found NABA because in Massachusetts, buyer agency had just begun. There were a couple of advocates in Massachusetts. This is 1992, 93. So, and some of the people from Massachusetts were founding members of NABA, which is the mm-hmm. National Association. So technically, mm-hmm. I'm a founding member. That's so cool. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. I was going to a million trainings because whether they had CEU credits or not, when I was a new agent, I didn't know anything and I knew I didn't know anything. So I was, I was trying to learn everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I went to this class about how to show a property. Mm -hmm. And this is my first year, how to show a property. And the, the guy spent an hour and a half explaining, you take people to a house that you know, they're going to hate. Then you take them to one that is run down. Mm-hmm. And then you take them to the one you want them to buy. Wow. That's what they were teaching new agents in 1992. Wow. And I was like, holy moly, I'll go back to teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have to do that. Yeah, I hear you. For a living. And it's a game I don't want to play. Yeah, I agree with you. And yeah. the game I want to play is 
find the best house and, and, and get it for as little money as we can get away with. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and there are some markets where we get away with some stuff mm -hmm. where we know that the seller has to sell and we have more bargaining power and we're going to, we're going to use it. And we're having a really good run mm -hmm. with things that if they don't, if the things don't sell in three weeks, mm -hmm. everybody thinks something's terribly wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with the way it was marketed. Right now, if you underprice property, you get a bunch of people jumping all over each other to keep raising the price and compete exactly. with one another. And then you exactly. get to the price that it should be. Um, Takeaway for consumers listening. Mm -hmm. Find the ones that didn't sell right away because it's more likely there's something wrong with the seller or the seller's agent than there's something wrong with the house. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, nine times out of 10 here, it, it's about price. Um, usually uh, the owner has, has placed a higher value uh, and, and thinks the house should be listed higher than what the comparable properties show. Uh, mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's a property that's been flipped. So that flipper wants to start high. And, and uh, we know that. You know, we know sort of the way that marketing happens mm -hmm. so we can read past it. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like a translator, mm -hmm. you know, it's like I, we, I was walking out of a house and the agent said, well, we've had a lot of activity. Mm -hmm. And I said, after we stepped out, I said to the buyer, she's trying to push us to make an offer mm -hmm. by instilling fear that somebody else is going to make an offer. Right. And the other thing that we also have where we are right now are um, multiple offers on a single property. And yeah, that gets really, really difficult. It's hard to protect a home buyer when they're competing against five plus other home buyers mm -hmm. for a property. And, and, and that's where you have to say the market study says it's worth X. Right. Anything over about 5,000 over X, mm -hmm. you're paying too much for it. Mm -hmm. So you are betting that the market's going to keep going up the way it's going up. Right. Because if it doesn't, then you're out. the one who bought at peak. That's and right. nobody wants to be the person who bought at peak. Right. Unless they absolutely don't care. And I don't really know. I don't think I've had a client like that. There's Nobody is rich enough to not care about money. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the no, truth? Even, even if they don't really need the money, if, if, if somebody has a lot of money, they care that they, they want to keep it and manage it. Right. And, and that's our job. We're fiduciary agents. Mm -hmm. We have to give them the information of this is sound financial advice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But this is the, this is the advice that, that I'm compelled to give based on the market study, based on what the market is doing, based on the competition that we're sniffing out that other buyers are going to be in this. Mm -hmm. And if you pay over $9.75 for this property, mm -hmm. you are overpaying. Mm -hmm. If we continue to have the kind of housing inflation we have, you'll be okay. But otherwise, you're going to be the one who bought at peak. If right. this is a if this is a one in, once in a lifetime house, that it's up to you. And right. if it's a layout that I can tell you, there's ten thousand of them within a quarter mile of here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you there'll be another one of these. Mm -hmm. You may have to wait four months. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if you wait four months for it and you save seventy five thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. that's a your choice it's worth it that's i don't feel so bad when something is really spectacular and there's three buyers on it yep. but when something is very ordinary uh-huh and there's five buyers on it and yeah. they're asking us to wave home inspection and mm -hmm. all this all this nonsense 
because mm -hmm. we think it is bad financial advice to buy a hundred year old house without a home inspection. Yeah. You think, <laughs> and people think I have green hair. Yeah. When I, when I tell them that they're like, you can buy a house with a home inspection. I'm like, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in a house that was on the, that's been on the market for six weeks yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the agent was there telling people, well, if you want a home inspection, you should have a pre-inspection. And just for those of you who don't know, a pre-contract yeah. home inspection is when you agree to have a home inspector come out. And in our area, we call it a walk and talk, where mm -hmm. they walk around the property for about an hour, um, look at all the major systems, look at the outside, and they give you a quick thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you pay for that when you haven't even made an offer yet. Mm -hmm. That's right. And she's pushing people to waive their home inspections on a 125-year-old house. I mean, there's all this craziness. Yeah. So, so, so for a consumer to be working with somebody who does, who said that mm -hmm. you know, this listing agent said that in mm -hmm. that house an hour later, they may be out shopping with a buyer and calling themselves a buyer's agent. That's exactly because right. People are allowed with designated agency to be a buyer's agent at three o'clock and a seller's agent at one o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I did. I chose that there's no way that I was going to switch gears like that. Yeah. Back and forth all day long. How do you evaluate a property for your buyer client right now uh -huh. in this market in 2023? And uh -huh. what are, you know, we have already covered some of the challenges that people are facing, but uh -huh. talk about evaluating properties a little bit. So that's the first thing is getting a search that makes sense, mm -hmm. that has as few duds as possible. Mm -hmm. So if doing it right after about three weeks, there's like one or two duds a week mm -hmm. out of six, if that's the ratio of what's coming in. We're also in this low inventory market where mm -hmm. people can go two or three weeks before there's something that's not a, not a, not an obvious dud, right? depending on what they're looking for. And mm -hmm. then there's the nonsense that's on the listing sheets, which is, you know, I want three bedrooms and then we get there and it's really two bedrooms and the third bedroom's a living room. That happens um, a lot. And it's so frustrating, especially when they call a, a, a basement room with no windows um, and no okay. egress, you know, oh, that's the extra bedroom and you've wasted your time going out. Yeah, that's the bedroom for people you don't like very much. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's sort of that what you see. And then explaining to buyers that the asking price is just marketing. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's picking the properties, reading the, the written material with a jaded eye, mm -hmm. knowing what the value of it is before you make an offer. So we do, we do a market study before you make an offer. We've been, you know, be between us and we work very collaboratively in my office. Mm -hmm. So if somebody sees something at a house and they don't know what it is, they'll take a picture of it. We'll get, we'll get a text and we'll go, what the heck is that? Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, someone took an Altoids box and put a junction in it. So, are, you, are you making that we up? Have a, we have a picture of that. Oh my gosh. And the house is still standing, huh? Yeah. As far as we know, our buyers didn't buy it. But I somebody needed a metal box to, to put two wires that were put together with a, with a clip. And all they had was an Altoids box. So the, it was in an Altoids box. But we see things all the time. And we'll say to people, you know, this is wrong, but it's easy to get to fix. Right. But we'll we'll say, you know, we've been to numerous home inspections 
that say that if if a concrete foundation is cracked that way, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how big a deal, but I can tell you that's a big deal. Let's go to another house. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. we're not engineers. We're not home inspectors, right. but we're also not stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we've we, seen hundreds and hundreds of hundreds properties. of houses, and I've been to hundreds of home inspections. So before you bother making an offer, yeah, you have an idea of what kind of problems you have. That's right. So, and that's all about again, what's wh why am I an exclusive buyer's agent? Because I want people to take a body of information mm -hmm. and use it to enhance their lives. Yeah, and there we. That's One thing I, I will often tell buyers when we first meet and then they get used to this is mm -hmm. I am going to tell you my opinion and I'm going to tell you what I find wrong before I start standing in the kitchen and telling you how much I like the countertops and the, you know, and, and the cabinets that are hanging in there. Um, I go in with a critical eye because that's how I was trained and that's how all the agents that I work with are trained. Um, and that's then our, that's our job. Right. The crux of what's different about working with an EBA is we don't care what house you buy. We're not connected to any houses. None of our coworkers are listing the houses. Um, we just want you to take your money and turn it into the best possible house that's out there for you. And mm -hmm. we're going to stick with you until you do that. That's right. And, and that is just a different way of getting up in the morning when you're a real estate agent and an EBA than if you're a real estate agent and you're doing whatever business comes your way. We've made a conscious decision to give up the easier side of the business because mm -hmm. right now we're in a seller's market. Right. Listings are easier. I can make three times the money I'm making if I was listing property, right. but I wouldn't sleep at night mm -hmm. and I would hate myself. <laughs> and therefore, I'm going to leave the marketing to people who love it. Yeah. And those are the people I refer your listing to your house's listing to. Sure. When you go to sell, we know what we know which listing agents take care of their clients. Mm -hmm. And we respect them and we love them. Mm -hmm. And God bless them, they know how to market property. That's right. Um, so I don't have to. <laughs> you know, it's it's a combination of what I love and then what I can do for people. Rona Fishman is the owner and principal broker of Four Buyers Real Estate in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Rona, as always, it is so much fun to have you on Listen Up Home Buyers. Thank you. I love talking to you, Victoria. You're welcome. And bye, everybody. <laughs> bye, a great house. You've been listening to Listen Up Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips.